Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. This is episode 24. If you've never tuned in before, the premise of the podcast is very simple. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us, and we give our brutally honest reactions to it. We uh, love punk and hardcore a lot. We like all of the related genres a lot. So if we criticize something, it's typically in uh, good fun, and uh, we're trying to get people into shit more than anything else. The worst thing that can happen if we don't like something is that we shit on it, but somebody that listens to the podcast actually enjoys it a lot and then goes and purchases it or sees the band live or something. So if we criticize your band, don't get mad at us. Just be happy that somebody's talking about your band. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. So the format of the show is quite simple as well. We listen to typically five or six bands an episode. We have 10 bands in the queue. We roll some dice and we see what pops up. That's really all there is to it. Yeah. Nate, do you have any points of order this week? Recently, you've had a, a lot of points of order, and I, I see no problem with that. No, I, didn't, I don't really got anything. I made some good record scores Yeah. Uh, recently. Things have been pretty good. Things have been great. So I can't complain too much. No, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm feeling very good about yeah. about life in general. About Not about the world yeah. at all, but about my life. Things are going great. Yeah. I can't complain. Well, I, I, I've, uh, I've bolstered the walls. Around my world, right? So exactly. Around my life, so that I don't pay too much attention to the world. Right yeah, now. for sure. I have like foot thick steel armor around yeah. everything that I like. Exactly. It's closely protected. Exactly. And then I rely. I, I like inside that good foot of like carbon steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a uh, hardened crystalline core, right? In <laughs> which I reside. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like uh, you know, for any of our listeners who have ever read the comic or seen the movie uh, Akira. Yeah. It's like what they keep Akira inside. Mm -hmm. It's like a giant frozen chamber miles under the ground and then yet another chamber within that actually houses Akira himself. That's right. That's that's, kind of how I protect my interests. That's it. And there's like a periscope that my interests can look through (laughs) and a little microphone they speak into. Right. right? And then my avatar walks the earth. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Right. Yes. I just send out my avatar to do the things that I need to do while I remain firmly ensconced in the walls. Right. 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 Like my true form is a a formless black miasma of static. Right, exactly. Yes. So on that note, let's go ahead and see what we got in the queue this week. Uh, First up, we have Overthrust with the release Desecrated Deeds to Decease. This is a metal band from Botswana. This was sent to us by our friend Adam Walker. Adam and I were talking about this band, and I purposely didn't listen to it Mm -hmm. because I wanted to hear it. I am excited about stuff like this. He, He wanted to add some necessary commentary, so I'll just read what he wrote. He said, there are aspects of their brand of the genre that are, quote, interesting, to put it away. It's not exactly the greatest shit, but it's still fun and rad that despite what many of the less adventurous and and omnivorous of musical listeners think, there is metal happening in that region. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's metal happening in that region, and life in that region is about as fucking metal as it gets. Right, exactly. You know, if you... you, if you uh, consider metal to, to be the providence of something other than cold and frostbitten realms mm-hmm. of bitter, milky white people, sure, uh, I, I can hardly think of a more metal fucking region to live. Yeah, 
That's about as close as we have gotten on Earth to uh, a Mad Max-esque wasteland. Certain, well, yeah, I mean, certain certain places. Sure. sure. I mean, as far as the... I'm, I'm not talking about necessarily, the, the obviously, the flora and the fauna. I'm talking about, like... Oh, the, I know, the colonialism exactly. and, and the resource extraction right. and the, uh, I guess, tragedy that is wrought exactly. by uh, human avarice. Sure. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Then up next, we have another death metal band called Vomit Forth with their release, Northeastern Deprivation. So this was sent over to us in uh, an attempt to appeal to our desire for brevity within death metal. This was the, the, the title of the email was Truncated to the Point Death Metal, okay. which is exactly what we've been asking for. This was sent over by uh, Patrick Wilding. He, uh, he's been a listener of the show for quite a while. We interact on Facebook every once in a while. Seems like a dude who very much knows his shit. He was, had noticed our discussion about our distaste for meandering, uh, overstaying its welcome-esque death metal. Right. And he said that the Maggot Stomp roster has a lot of shit going on that is very much in our lane. Okay. So uh, the, the band that he name-dropped off of there that I was familiar, familiar with is, uh, I, I've never actually pronounced this out, out loud correctly, is Sanguisigabog. Sanguisigabog, I believe is how you pronounce it, <laughs> which is a very funny, fu- very funny name. It, um, it sounds like the band would have a hard time pronouncing. Hey, we're a uh, um, Sanguisigabog. All right. So that's the only band that I'm familiar with. Um, he said that this is ig as fuck, sloped brow, hunter gatherer, guttural DM that we have been craving. Okay. So I very much hope it lives up to that. Um, then we have got Fortune's Fool with their release VK. This is a Colorado band that was sent to us as new heavy shit for fans of All Out War. Okay, check. I like that. Slayer, check. I like that. And last, Devil Driver. Right. Uh, which I do not like at all. And if you're playing Cookie Monsters game, one of these things is not like the other. Devil Driver would be the one that yes. is not like the other. Yes. So I was curious as to if this um, submission was a joke, maybe, just based on the, the, the tenor of the email. Yeah. Who knows? Then we have got Compassion with their demo. This is a band from Brooklyn, New York, that was described to me as two-piece power violence, grindcore stuff. It was submitted to me by one of the members of the band. It was mixed and mastered by a friend of the show, Willie Killy. Mm-hmm. Then we have got Bitter Truth from Michigan. This is a band whose name I have heard several times. Hell, may have even played with this band at some point. I can't really remember. The uh, individual who sent it to us is in the band, said not to listen to the demo because we would surely hate it, but the two new tracks that they have up, he is confident that we will like more. Totally different. We'll, we'll see. Um, Maybe we should listen to the demo. <laughs> he said it's it's actually it's over it's over a year old. Oh, we can't. So we can't. Um, we're not allowed to by our own rules. Then we have got Newcamer with a distant hissing in your ear EP. Newcamer is good if it's the same band that has been around for a minute. I believe it is the same Newcamer that's been around for a while, but I did not listen to their release from last year. Right. So I didn't know they released anything last year because Newcamer's been around for like a grip, like a yeah. lot, like a decade probably. Yeah. And I'm familiar with their old stuff, which I like a lot. If the new stuff is is anything like the old stuff, I'll probably enjoy it. Then we have Narcomancer. Um, this is a band from Portugal that was sent to us by Tim Neff, who is a frequent listener of the show and an occasional drunk dialer of the show. I've been talking to Tim a lot lately. He said uh, this is sort of to the point black metal influenced punk and roll black and roll kind of stuff then we have got poltergeist with an accumulation of anguish 
this was I can't remember who this was sent to us by. I think maybe Larry Gargas sent this to us. Okay. I want to say I could be I could be incorrect about that. I know he sent a few things into us. This is uh, more blackened death metal stuff. We're getting a lot of death metal. I was shit. realizing we are getting a lot of death. We're turning into a death metal podcast. <laughs> yeah, we really are. Uh, this one is, is squarely. I, I think it's like a. Fi- it's kind of fifty fifty on this episode. Yeah. Maybe maybe sixty forty actually in favor of punk and hardcore to death metal. Then uh, we have got payback. XXX. That's a hardcore name. That is a hardcore name with their one scene promo 2020. Okay. This is a Philadelphia band, I believe. This was sent to us by Ben, the same person who sent us the acclaimed act Time for Choosing. Time for Choosing, sure. So we'll see what this is like. The art is a funny skeletal jester, you know. With a clan hood on? No, <laughs> no. No, no clan hood on the skeletal gesture. A, a skeletal gesture grip, jester gripping some money. The a skeletal jester uh-huh. with a skeletal gesture <laughs> yes, gripping making a money. skeletal gesture. That's right. It's a two-song promo. You know, it's called One Scene. They're, they have triple X in their name. We'll see. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? We'll right. see. And then last up was a... Uh, a, a last-minute submission, submission that came in just right right before the cutoff, right before I started pressing record, um, by Anthony from Gel, who recently played at the house and ripped. If you uh, if you like punk and hardcore music, you they will like good. Gel. Go check him out. He sent over uh, this band, TS Warspite. They are a new UK band with members of Violent Reaction, I believe. Okay. So if it's from that camp... It's got to be fucking good, man. Right. Got to be good. That whole new wave of British hardcore stuff is incredible. Right. All the, all the bands are great. Arms Race, fucking right. Flex, Final right. Reaction, Rated X, all that right. stuff. Right. Unless they're like big Brexiteers, maybe, and they're going the Ian Stewart route with this new project. <laughs> it, it could be, but that doesn't speak to the quality of the music. No, it doesn't. So uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up first. Okay. One. All right. One is Overthrust. So this is, uh, the Bandcamp is againstaudio.bandcamp.com. I believe this is one of the most recent releases on the label, so it should be pretty pretty close up to the top. This is a nine-song tape. All the songs are indeed pretty brief. I like that. The, yep. the longest song on the uh, entire record is three minutes long, and it's the intro. Right. Other than that, they're all like... You know, a right around the two-minute mark. Yeah, something I like to see. So we're talking, you know, talking about brevity and death metal. We got two acts that meet that the, those criteria. Right. This week, I'm very happy about that. It's okay. almost as if they're listening to the pod and yeah. heeding our call. Yeah. So what song do we want to listen to? Probably not the first one. Yeah, it's a good name though. Um, Slay the spectator. Slay the spectator. There's a fucking track on here that we probably not representative either because it's a minute 19. Mm-hmm. Bogus Vickers. Bogus Vickers is a good ass That's name. That's a really good fucking name. It's a, that sounds like the na- the name of like a fucking like a Japanese band, like an 80s Japanese band that was trying to do like Scandi D beat. I was going to say like an yes, like a Japanese band that is trying to do like like a Motorhead sort of thing because sure. like Lemmy's band before he was in uh, um, um, Hawkwind was the Rockin' Vickers or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely, it definitely, it sounds like it could be like a bastard song title, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> so um, what song do we want to listen to? Do we just want to listen to the second song? Poltergeist of Torment. Yeah, I like that name a lot. Okay, let's do that one. Okay, cool. So we are going to listen to Poltergeist. Or there's oh. also the 
the desecrated deeds to deceased. Oh, okay, cool. That's the title ti- that's the title track. Yeah, let's just let's listen to that then. Yeah. So we're gonna listen to desecrated deeds to deceased by Overthrust off of the release of the same name. Yo, I don't think we can buy this. We can't buy. It. Oh no, it's a thousand euros or more yes. to purchase. Yeah, they. they uh... I wonder if you can purchase individual tracks though. I'm gonna click on it and find out. But until then. We're going to check this out. We're going to check this out, and then if not, I'll just figure out a way to illegally download it. Okay. heard the song Desecrated Deeds to Decease off of the release by the same name by the band Overthrust from Botswana. Nate? Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. That was brutal to the point. Mm-hmm. Short. Um, there wasn't too much fucking around in there. Now maybe there's some interesting parts later. Right. I loved like the simple the simple sort of like brutal aspect of it. Mm-hmm. No fucking around. Sure. Uh, I said to you it kind of reminded me of like especially like like Angel Corpse early Angel Corpse too. Mm-hmm. Like just not necessarily sonically like in its overall the, overall production right but in the and they certainly wrote longer songs than that but um in like the phrasing mm-hmm. and the pacing of it that sure. relentless sort of pacing yeah. yeah i like that yeah it was awesome i mean i can't i can't speak highly enough of the fact that uh this band is from fucking botswana yeah and i don't mean that in any sort of like condescending way you know what i'm saying i think it would be easy to for it to come off that way as yeah. like a Western person's like, right. oh, how cool that right, they got right, that. Right, right. No, it's just fucking sick because that is a part of the world that is has is often ripped asunder by conflict and Western imperialism and all sorts of insane shit that we kind of touched on. So the yeah. fact that there are people there that are like, a, have access to this kind of music at all is fucking sick. I mean, you say what you will about the internet, but the fact that it allows extreme forms of music to reach the furthest fucking corners of the earth despite whatever sort of geopolitical conflict is going on there is fucking sick you know what i'm saying right right so the fact that a bunch of dudes or women or whoever is in this band got together and made a fucking death metal band in botswana is really fucking cool yeah i think it's pretty dope too i i love seeing stuff pop up where you don't necessarily expect it right um and uh you know 
as I look here, just to get a little context for Botswana, sure. I literally know nothing about it. I know it's in the southern half of the continent. Right. That's it. Yeah. It's actually the continent's oldest democracy. Nice. So uh, whether or not that works for them, who knows? But, uh, you know, yeah. So at least, uh, well, there's lots of uh, indigenous people being forcibly relocated to reservations and shit. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. It's, it's, uh, who hasn't done that? Who hasn't forcibly relocated indigenous peoples to camps or reservations? <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems like a time honored fucking tradition of democracy. It certainly is a time honored tradition of uh, a colonial culture. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Out with the old, in with the new, as it were. You love to see it. Yeah. You just love to see yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, but no, I think it's super dope. Um, I like. I love the art for this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, I was going to mention the art. It's like as simple as you could possibly get. Yeah, I- I'm into this. I mean, shit I would have drawn in middle school. And this tape is sold out. Otherwise, I would be buying it right now. For sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm into that 100%. Yeah, it rules. And, you know, like I said, it's as if the, the death metal community has been heeding our call because writing songs under two minutes long. You got me. There was no time for me to get bored with that. No, there wasn't. And, and that's that's a good... like. That is death metal that I don't want to hear for four minutes. Exactly. That's death metal that I want in two minutes. Right. Right? Because honestly, it's... I don't want to hear... I don't want to hear a hardcore song, usually, that's like more sure. than like four and a half. I think we said, but what is the upper limit for a hardcore song? Right. Probably four minutes. And that's like if you're really doing something fucking right. cool. Right. Other, other, otherwise, you know, come on, guys. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. And it's the same with this. Like, that was simple enough and to the point that I don't want to hear anything else. Right. That's it. Right. I, I heard a couple riffs in there. That's all I needed. That's all I fucking needed. And, it did exactly uh, what I needed to do. Yeah, that's, that's good music to just get amped up and, uh, you know cut some fucking colonial throats too <laughs> it's indeed good for that yeah. on that note let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up next okay. also you might have to kill the volume on the uh, the bluetooth because oh. yeah because there's like a fucking there's a buzz on there when it's there we go when it's no it's still going oh, you might just have this? to you might just have to turn it off check this out watch this is that better yeah it's much better now oh yeah dude that sounds really fucking good how about uh how about this? How about, yeah, you just... Wait. Okay, yeah. That's also... <laughs> that's also much better. How's that? It's still going. Yeah, but they're not going to fucking hear it. Oh, they will. They're I, not going to hear I that. I promise you they will. They can't hear me snapping my fingers under the table right now. They absolutely can. Yeah. I guarantee it my, it's picking up right there that on the... That doesn't mean they can hear it. They can hear it. They can They can hear that, too. You can't hear my little whisper. <laughs> And every time the fucking heat comes on, they can hear that, too. No, they can't hear it. Now I can't hear it. They can't hear it. They couldn't hear it for a long-ass time. They definitely... <laughs> I promise they could. Roll the dice, see what's up next. Three. Three, okay. Let's see what three is. So three is Compassion. The Bandcamp is compassion.bandcamp.com. Like I said, this is a two-piece power violence grindcore project from Brooklyn, New York. This is a demo... As I mentioned at the top of the episode, mixed and mastered by Willie Killy, Will Killingsworth, getting all the work in the punk and hardcore genre, cashing in. Finally, finally, somebody had to do it. It might as well be Will Killingsworth. This is a seven-song demo. All of the songs are under a minute long, so 
I imagine we can just listen to maybe two songs. Yeah, sure. Why not the first two songs? Nil by Mouth and Spikefield. Yeah, let's just go ahead and do that. I see no reason why not to. Okay, I have to turn it back up. So before we start listening, I have to turn it up again. Yeah, that's that's just how a lot of stereo systems work. You, just, you turn them down and then you turn them back up. Not mine. <laughs> so we are going to listen to Nil by Mouth and Spikefield by Compassion off of their demo. heard the songs Nil by Mouth and Spike Field by Compassion off of their demo. Very good power violence. Very good. Uh, that's the way I like it. Catchy riffs embedded in utter fury. Yeah, me too. Um, and yeah, I mean, to the point, lyrics, just abstract lyrics about, you know, violent nothing. Sure. You know what I mean? The fucking fragility of death, the fucking inevitable, the inevitable consequence of the grave. Right. Right. Whatever else fucking jibber jabber is going through these guys' heads. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but I like, you know, I am a fan of this sort of music delivered with ferocity, and that was ferocious. Mm-hmm. Um, sounded really good. Yeah, it was produced super well. Yeah, it sounded really good. It sounded really full. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was some undeniably catchy fucking riffs in there yep. to get the kids fucking two-stepping for like seven seconds. <laughs> right. Right. Before it just explodes again. Which I love. Yeah. I love, I love good psych-out power violence parts. I think it's funny when you watch kids like waiting for that part just uh-huh. so they can fucking two-step for seven seconds. Right. Come on. <laughs> like to power violence ship specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like it's like they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting, and it's like a pageant. Yeah. They're waiting for their time on stage. <laughs> so they can come out and show everybody how fucking good they can flail their arms around right. and like, you know, wobble their legs while they two step for seven seconds. Uh-huh. Just rage the whole fucking time. Right. Right. The, you would you would be right in there on the conversation that's happening on the internet right now that a lot of people are having, which is why why don't people mosh to uh, to fast parts anymore? Right. Which, Just rage the whole fucking time. Sure, I'm too old for that. I will literally lose my breath. I'm not, but I'm too big for that. Yeah. Well, you're in better shape than I, and you also don't have asthma. Right. I do. Yeah. So, but so I I I just I will make my appearance on the flow. Yeah. I'll bust a move real quick, and then I'll retreat to the sidelines. It's like kids forgot what. Here, here's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I love a, I love a rant that starts with kids forgot. No, it's like kids. <laughs> Uh, let me let me back that up a little bit. There seems to be 
a stark division mm-hmm. between music that you circle pit to mm-hmm. and music that you fucking two-step and side to side to. And never the twain shall meet again. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you can you can do both to either. Right. Right? You can fucking two-step to a D-beat as easily as you can circle pit. Sure. And you can circle pit to a fucking mosh part. Sure. But they never fucking do. Right. Circle pit or circle pit. Right. And sidestep or sidestep. Right. And they don't fucking, they don't fucking intersect. Yeah. And what they should do is just rage constantly. Sure. Right? That's the ideal scenario. And it's like, it's like, it seems like those factions, those dance factions Mm -hmm. are too settled in their way. Right. To accept the ability. The circle pitters forgot how to fucking side to side. Right. Right? Yeah. And the side to siders forgot how to fucking circle pit. Right. That's what I'm saying. A, a, a pressing issue in the scene, for sure. And 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 I will say that it's a it's a it's a little trite. Okay. It's a little trite. Like when 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 you've got a fucking raging song, uh-huh. right? And you're just waiting for that 10 second fucking you know that 10 second fucking halftime beat uh-huh. to come in so you can two step. Right. You're fronting. <laughs> I don't know. For me, that's just the part that compels me to move. Just fucking rage the whole time. The fast part doesn't compel me to move. Just rage the whole time. If just, you're if you're young, sure. For me, I have to pick and choose the parts that I go off to. Because if I go off the whole time, I'm fucked. See, I get it. But like, this is where the chaos of the music, the crowd should match the chaos. Sure. So my favorite is like, you know, circle pitting. I always like going the other way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. I'll wait till it gets established, and then I'll stop. Boom. And people like collide into the back <laughs> of me, and then I'll just turn around. And sometimes yeah. I would grab like somebody in front of me, yeah. and just like oh, like swing them back and forth while I'm running the yeah, other like way. A battering ram. Like a battering ram sure. with somebody, and yeah. maybe they like it, maybe they don't. I don't really care. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but that was always one of my favorites. And my another good is like when people are doing one thing, you uh-huh. know, like two stepping. Or trying to remain upright, get real low and creepy crawly. <laughs> sure. And just undercut them all. That's a fun move. You know? Yeah. So the chaos of the mosh pit should match the fucking chaos of the music. I agree. It shouldn't be this choreographed pose, if you mm. will. Right? Just go off. Yeah, fair enough. I I kind of enjoy the... I, I enjoy... I'm trying to think of a way to phrase it. I enjoy the uh, hardcore dancing as it as an actual dance form, though. I think it's interesting. I think oh, the history the, of it is interesting. The H boys, the H boys, the H boy in it out there, right? Instead of B boys, you get the H. We got the H boys. That's right, H boys and H girls. Right. I enjoy it because it like it is a for like whatever. However you feel about it at this point. And for many years at this point, it has been like an actual dance style with like moves. Yeah. And and like dance etiquette. Hey, if you want to learn, just go watch that Sick of It All video. True. Right? Yeah. That's a fucking dope track. Uh, it's a great track. Right? Yeah. Like, I saw it off Scratch the Surface. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is the name of that song? Step uh, Down? Yeah, Step Down. Yep. And that's a dope track. That's the best track on that album. Yeah, it's Scratch a good song. the Surface is a pretty good song too, but yeah. the rest of that album's a little lackluster, but that's yeah. a dope song. Sure. I always did feel like it was kind of cordy with like, the um, learn how to hardcore dance scenes in there where they were showing you picking up change. And it's, it was funny. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. they were doing it like sure. obviously to poke Sure. Fun. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't accept the fact that hardcore dancing is an established style of dancing. Well, it is though. Yeah, but it's dumb. I mean, that, okay, cool. It is impossible. Like, right. When you look at other people that are dancing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Look at fucking break dancers. Sure. Damn, that's dope. Right. Right. There's like something going on there. Right. 
I have never seen anybody fucking dance at a hardcore show that doesn't look like an utter buffoon. Oh, no. See, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I think there are some motherfuckers who have really good style. No. Never. You just don't have an appreciation for the form. I, I want utter bedlam is what I want. I want violence in bedlam. <laughs> right. I don't want, I don't, I don't want uh, the fucking nutcracker suite while I'm watching <laughs> Compassion. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think that obviously the whatever's going on should indeed match the music. I agree that at a show like this, I would prefer to see Utter Bedlam. But uh, no, I've definitely seen plenty of motherfuckers with a good a good mosh style. Yeah? Yeah. Getting like a Soul Train dance lineup and people oh, yeah. just come down and break their moves. Hell, I got a fucking good, I got a good dance style. Yeah? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you're goddamn right I do. I do. It's called standing around. <laughs> Getting in the way. Yeah, that's yeah, that ain't a bad move. I, I, I tell you what, all dancing aside, mm-hmm. I absolutely cannot go to a show mm-hmm. and stand anywhere without people thinking that I must be a doorway that, <laughs> that they need to go around. Right. I swear to God, if I stand up against the fucking side and lean against the wall, people will try to get between me and the fucking wall <laughs> to move around at the show. Right. It drives me in fucking sane. Right. So if anybody sees me at a show, mm-hmm. stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> Don't ask me to get out of the way. Don't try to walk past me. Stay the fuck away. Right. I, I hate it. I fucking hate it. There you go. So if you're listening to this and there's an opportunity. And if I am in the doorway, uh-huh. fuck you. Just stay put. <laughs> So they're just, they're stuck there. Just wait. Okay. Politely right. fucking wait until I feel like moving. All right. Don't tap me on the back or like try to squeeze through me in the wall uh-huh. or something like that. Fuck off. <laughs> it seems like an unreasonable, that part of the demand seems unreasonable. I have had to deal with unreasonable people at shows for decades now. So it's, I, it's I, your I, turn. I intentionally try to stay out of the way. Right. And I can't. People try to walk between me and the fucking wall. <laughs> People try to walk between me and the small space behind the cabinet that I'm leaning against. <laughs> right? I, it doesn't matter where I fucking stand. Yeah. People have to walk past me as if I'm some sort of fucking turnstile. Right. Get away from me. <laughs> wow, I never knew the challenges of being a larger man. I don't know if it's the challenges of being a larger man or what. I honestly, for a while there... I legit thought that, like, this has to be somebody fucking pranking me, right? <laughs> there might. must be something written all over my face, like, dope. Mm-hmm. Here's a dope, right? Yeah. Like, giant kick me sign on my face <laughs> that people need to walk, you know, 50 feet across the fucking floor, <laughs> squeeze past me, then turn 90 degrees <laughs> to make it, you know, to the exit. Right. Oh, God. Well, maybe it's going to become a joke now because you've just said this to hundreds and hundreds of people. They will feel my mighty mitts upon them. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, you heard it here first. Don't don't, don't get close to Nate if you see him at a show. And just go off the whole fucking time. Stop posing. This isn't the fucking, you know, this isn't the fucking New York ballet. Just dance. Just go. Fair enough. Roll the dice. All right, we're on another one, right? Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three again. Okay. Three is Bitter Truth from Michigan. Grand Rapids specifically. The Bandcamp is bittertruthhc.bandcamp.com. This is a two-song single that came out in August. The songs are NEC and Numb. I wonder what NEC stands for. What do you think? Never Eaten Candy. 
Nasty eclair crumbs. Never eating candy. They like bitter food. They like the bitter truth. Oh, there you go. They're never eating candy, dude. They only want the bitterest of fruits and foods. Okay. Um, so let's let's listen to NEC, I guess. There's no song list, song, song length. NEC could be 10 huh. seconds long or it could be 8 minutes long. There is no song length. Do you think, well, maybe it's just, oh, no, it is. You just have to highlight it because they made it black. Oh, I see. They're tricky. That they way. were trying to fool us. Yeah. Um, they're both short, so that's good. A minute and 49 and a minute four. All right, well, let's do it. All right, cool. So let's listen to NEC, a.k.a. Never Eating Candy by Bitter Truth off of their release, NEC slash Numb. heard the song NEC by Bitter Truth off of their release NEC slash Numb. I don't think that song is about eating candy. It was not about eating candy at all. Not not even a little it, bit. It, not one mention of candy. Nope. It, it was about, uh, I think it was about being a black dude, actually. Yeah. yeah. Or at least not a white dude. Well, he's a black dude. I, yeah. I, I know the vocalist of this yeah. band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that wasn't bad. No, I liked it a lot, actually. Pretty good. Be fun to see live. This isn't the kind of hardcore that I typically turn on and just listen to. Sure. You know what I mean? If I do, it's usually the uh, the greats of the genre. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, this wasn't too bad for what it was. No. Um, that's about all I got to say about it. It's a short take on it. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just fun, bouncy, New York hardcore-inspired music. It I was. Think, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, It's this kind of music is just fun. It doesn't... It, again, unless it is really, really well executed, it's not the necess- not necessarily the thing that I'm going to go to immediately when I'm looking for hardcore to put on. There are exceptions to that rule. Like I said, the classics, um, some new iterations of it, like uh, by all means, that's not that far away from this. I really love that Terra of Tacoma demo. I've revisited that a lot. It's that stuff is maybe a little bit less modern in its influence and more like strictly in the '87 demo era stuff. This has a little bit more of a modern influence to it, a Reaper Records influence to it, but 
ultimately it's drawing from that late 80s early 90s era of New York hardcore which I like all that stuff a lot and it's doing a pretty convincing job of it it was a lot of fun it would be a ton of fun to see live go off to have a good time I got no problem with this music at all it didn't blow me away but it was perfectly fine it was a lot of fun yeah and I guess that's my point is the modern influence in it like Mm -hmm. if I hear New York hardcore I'm much more akin to listen to the old sure you know what I consider traditional New York hardcore styles And, and there are bands that like uh, the band Backtrack that recently broke up, they were a band that brought in some of the more modern metallic influences and melded it with that late 80s bouncy New York hardcore stuff and really did it incredibly well. So if I want to listen to a modern band that's doing this kind of stuff, I'll typically veer in the direction of Backtrack and other bands of that ilk. This is definitely pulling influence from Backtrack and uh, their contemporaries. Like I said, it's doing a pretty damn good job of it. This was not bad at all. It was a lot of fun. Wouldn't necessarily throw it on if I'm just cruising around in the whip, but I think it has a lot of potential for sure. Uh, you know, I didn't listen to the demo. They said that it was considerably worse than what this is. If that's true and they've gotten this good, then I imagine they have the potential to continue to get better. And if they refine their uh, approach, I'd probably like the next thing they do even more. So yeah. I'm not not mad at this at all. I would definitely book a house. Seems like a lot of fun. Less metal, more punk for me, and I'd be more on board. But like I said, same thing. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of uh, a lot of negative things to say. No, sure. All right, so uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Seven. Okay. Seven is TS Warspite. The Bandcamp is tswarspite.bandcamp.com. This is a four-song demo. Like I said, it's members of Violent Reaction. I'm not sure if there are members of any of the other UK bands in this. Demo art is sick. Two guys holding uh, guns to each each other's throats while shaking hands. Yeah, one guy's, they look like they're wearing bombers, too. They do look like they're wearing bombers. Um, all the songs clock in between a minute and a minute 42. They're all pretty brief. I think we should go with the opener, then Trench Sanity. I agree. I think that's going to set the stage for what the rest of this sounds like. Yeah, I would imagine so. So let's listen to Trench Sanity by T.S. Warspite off of their demo.
right, that was the song Trench Sanity by the band T.S. Warspite off of their demo. Uh, that was the best thing we've heard so far. It was indeed. Uh, good riffs, uh, good rock and roll-like oriented hardcore mm-hmm. with really good riffs. I was thinking about this when we were listening to it. I like a guitar tone like that mm-hmm. in hardcore a lot. Yeah, so do I. Because I think it sounds meaner than almost anything else you can do to the guitar. Right. I mean, you know, uh, Metallica, take Metallica hardcore, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, even like the guitar tone we heard with... Um, Bitter Truth. Bitter Truth, yeah. you know. It doesn't sound as mean as a cleaner, snarling guitar. I agree with that, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds like fucking bloody knuckles and shaved heads. Right. That sounds like, you know, missing teeth. And, you know, it's not fucking around if it sees you and has a problem with you. Right, yes. You know what I mean? For sure. I just find that, like, metallic hardcore doesn't have that same that same nastiness to it. Yeah, I agree and with I that. And I am all about, I am all about, like, nasty, nastiness in hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, i said it many times on this show. Anytime you bring in an oi or a classic yep. punk influence. It always sounds meaner. It always sounds meaner. I mean, I think intro Life Trap by 86 Mentality is one of the meanest things ever written in the history of hardcore it's also one of the catchiest things ever written in the history of hardcore that's the thing if you can meld those two elements a catchy riff with a guitar tone like this like just overdriven a little bit of bite to it but clean so you can like you can hear the delineation between each note perfectly that will get me going quicker than anything else it sounds like fucking broken bottles in a fight yeah exactly you know and and that was catchy as shit too, especially Super like catchy. that riff towards the second half of the oh, song. Yeah. Yep, that was really good. And I like that they built up to that riff too. Like I heard it at the end of that first verse because they kind of staggered with the banana, yeah. and I I was like, ooh, they're gonna transition into a good riff with that transition later in the song. Yep, and then they did. Yep, I was very happy that they uh, that that prediction came to fruition. Yeah, yeah, shit was awesome. It, it was a little bit more. It it was like a little bit catchier, I guess. For lack of a better term, there was more of a uh, pop songwriting sensibility in this than maybe some of the other uh, bands that I've heard from this wave of UK hardcore. Sure. And when I say pop, I obviously don't mean contemporary pop. I just mean like it's drawing from the pantheon of like classic pop influenced rock. You could draw the lineage from Chuck Berry to this much easier than you could draw the lineage from Chuck Berry to Bitter Truth. For sure, example. absolutely. Right. Uh, th- this is hardcore. This is hardcore that is more informed by the roots of rock and roll right. than a lot of other modern hardcore, which is just influenced by hardcore that was made 10 or 15 years ago. Right, exactly. Which, again, as we've said many times, my favorite iteration of hardcore is rock and roll influence hardcore. As you just got ton- done saying, to me, it sounds the meanest. It gets me the most amped. It is the truest iteration of hardcore. It is what I think of when I hear the word hardcore. I think of music that sounds like this. This is my shit. It's been my shit since I was a kid. I got into 77 punk, which and led me to oi, which led me to hardcore of this ilk. It's always been my shit for whatever reason. It's uh, a conditioning thing, what I grew up on. If it's some sort of deeply genetic thing, I don't fucking know. I just know that music like this speaks to me more than anything else. And when I'm 75 years old, if I have the choice of what I'm going to put on in my car, it's going to be music that sounds like this. I think that it's, I don't know, own personal biases aside, we've said before stuff like this is more timeless sure you're not gonna revisit the fucking heavy chunky hardcore with a f- with with rare exception right sure when you when when you get older you yeah. know what I mean all those like 
all those fucking knuckle dragon fucking beatdown bands. That shit is ultimately fucking forgettable. Right. Now I'm not saying that I'm gonna flip on T, you know, TS Warspite in fucking ten years. Like, oh, remember the good old days? Yeah. Because ultimately, I'll probably forget about this band. But you're gonna flip on something that sounds. But like I'm gonna this. flip on something that sound that, that that this is drawing heavily from. Right. Exactly. For sure. So yeah, this shit is great. As I expected, something coming out of that camp of UK hardcore was gonna be good. Indeed, it was. I'm really stoked to hear the rest of this demo. I was looking for a link to order a physical copy. It doesn't look like that's up on here uh, yet. I was looking for the same. It's not up. Yeah. So hopefully, they do tapes or something soon because I'll definitely order this. This uh, this shit's really fucking good. Oh, there is a link where we can report the album or account. Let's do that. Wait, what's that? Oh, okay, cool. Let's report them for not having physical tapes. Yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> report them for being posers who yeah. didn't put their shit on a physical format. For real, you got all that fucking violent reaction money. You can't <laughs> afford to fucking get some tapes pressed. <laughs> Yeah, dude. They're swimming in that violent reaction money. That's right. All right, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Six. All right. Six is Payback's Payback XXX. The Bandcamp is paybackxxx.bandcamp.com. I don't know if they want us to pronounce the triple X in the name or not. Paybacks. Paybacks. Um, this is their one scene promo 2020. Two songs on it, The One Scene and Fist Thrown Up, which is a crutch cover, so we'll obviously listen to the original on this. Boy, I'll tell you what. They got uh, some... Uh, all, all things aside, they got some fucking artwork that uh, does not sit well with me. The the Jester? The Jester, and then the other one, Delco is in Lockdown. Uh, which one is that? It's, well... Uh, oh, on, oh, oh, well, it's got a hooded, hooded mosher. mosher and the gun. Yeah. Come on. I love it. Come on. I love the Are you ever going to do that? Is that who you are? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that's not what this is about. It's fucking lame. It's fucking lame. I mean, there was two dudes holding guns to each other's throats on the last fucking demo that we just heard. Yeah, but that... With them shaking hands and everything right. like that, there's you could say what you will. Now I'm not, sure. I'm not, I'm not an art critic, and I'm not, you know, gonna fucking assign any sort of like higher culture to that. But what I'm gonna say is, at least there seems to be some sort of metaphorical fucking take sure. you could take from it, right. instead of just some fucking goon pointing a gun at you. Right. I like it. Uh, we've already had this discussion on this show before. The hooded mosher is a figure that I love and revere. Is one that you do not care the for. The hooded mosher is for fucking brain dead cretins. The Hooded Mosher is for true warriors who strike down posers in their wake. The Hooded Mosher is for fucking burnouts. They're going to be fucking done in five to ten years. And then you're going to get fat, and you're going to get a wife and kids, or a husband and kids. And uh-huh. you're going to look back, and you're going to think, boy, those were the good old days. And then uh, probably fucking blow your brains out with advanced type 2 diabetes later on. Well, considering you're over a decade older than me, and you're certainly going to die before I do. Oh, I, don't be so sure about that. Well, I am it, in peak physical condition. Well, if it does play out that way, I hope to one day wear a shirt with a hooded mosher emblazoned upon it and piss on your grave. The hooded mosher is for fucking boneheaded dullards. <laughs> so, on that note, let's listen to The One Scene by Payback XXX.
That was The One Scene by Payback off of their One Scene promo 2020. All right, all right. Just calm down. (laughs) Right? Uh I never listen to hardcore that sounds like that. Right. I don't really give a shit about the jump the fuck up bouncy style of hardcore. Uh Um, There were too many elements in there. I think it was okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Sure. But it's not something that I would ever buy. Right. It's not something that I'm going to voluntarily listen to. Right. If it happens to be on, that's fine. If the band is playing and sounds like this, I'm not watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to say, I thought that that was a very funny song. It was very funny, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, that was a funny song. Yes, yeah. The lyrics are, were really good. Like, they talk about unity, but at the same time, fuck you, get out of here. <laughs> right, which is sick, dude. <laughs> I love that shit. It's a bit of a mixed message. Yeah, it's it's a little schizophrenic there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, you just fake it, we make it. That's, that's mad, a, madball lyrics. That's a given. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we'll stay in our lane, please stay in yours. One scene, unity, hardcore, all we need, loyal to the scene, never will you take this from me. Look, there is nothing shittier than defining your life based around a fucking scene. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. By far, I've said it on this show before, Before, by far the worst and most intolerable part of hardcore and punk music is the social aspect of it. Yeah. That's going to be the part that you shed as you get older if you still enjoy the music. Right. You're going to shed the social aspect of it and realize that it means fuck all to you. And right. you're just going to enjoy the music and the social aspect is going to be an incidental part that you tolerate at best. Right. I mean, it. I've never been into the support group t- style of hardcore. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, uh, I don't need a support group right. to fucking enjoy the music that I listen to. No one's coming for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. None of my none of my shenanigans are consequential enough that I need like homies to have my back. Sure, and have my back. What at the mosh pit? <laughs> right. Yeah. At the hardcore show. Yeah. Record shopping. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> hardcore isn't a criminal syndicate. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are criminals in hardcore. Sure. But I think we can all agree that people like that suck in general. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, this was, um, laughably dumb. Sure. Sure. And here's the thing. So I'm also not into support group hardcore. I will say some of the sentiments expressed in this song aren't totally foreign to me. Right. Especially when I was younger. Oh no, no, for sure. When I was younger, I very much felt this way. And I think that when you are young and you're coming up in this community, it's totally fine to feel this way and it's fine to like it's it's fine for this to be the thing that saves you from yourself. I very much enjoy running a space where young people come because I know that when I was a kid I really needed this to keep me out of fucking trouble and like to keep my head on straight and friends that I found through that community uh are very much the people that led me to be a well-adjusted adult. So on that you know on that token 
I think that hardcore and punk can be like important and personally transformative for sure. When you're young, talking about that in song format with fucking lyrics about scene unity and shit, that's all well and good. Like if these people are 21, 22 years old, I'm not mad at this at all. But if they're my age, this is really fucking funny. If they're old enough to rent a car, this is really funny. And I'm even going to say 22 years old. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking, that's the cap. For, for this kind of where stuff? Where you get a pass for this kind of fucking hokey shit. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is akin to like a bunch of people in a book club getting all fucking aggro about how they got to stick together in the streets. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Because they're reading, you know some fucking novel or something. Sure. It's akin to that. It's akin to like, you know, developing some sort of like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it just, it, 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 it's it's juvenile shit. Right. It will be shed. Uh, it should be shed. Sure. And when, and, and, and if adults walk around fronting this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, stay away from them. You, and yes, very much boy, so. Boy, stay away from them. The thing is, it's, imp- it's possible to still be gung-ho about punk and hardcore as a grown adult person and not do it in this way. Yeah, I and am. I we we do we get together several times a week to just talk about it for hours, right? Yeah. We're obviously gung ho about it. I open up my house two, three times a month and let strangers come play shows there. Nate did that for years. Fifteen. So it's entirely possible to still be amped and still have a genuine belief in the transformative power of this stuff and understand that it's an important thing for kids who are getting into it and discovering it. It's possible to believe all of that stuff and not be like the ultimate fucking cornball about it. Yeah. And, you know, it, you know, it seems to me maybe it's because I don't I don't pay enough attention to like, I don't know if I if I see, for instance, um, yeah, this, this topic, is, I think, is one of the dumbest topics. This and straight edge are two of the dumbest things that a hardcore band can sing about. Sure. They're, they're the least consequential aspects of right. whatever it is you're doing. Right. Right. Um, and there are much more consequential things you could be getting off your fucking chest sure. than how hard it is to be straight edge or how you and your homies that you just met six months ago are going to support each other till you're fucking dead. Right. And they're also two of the, uh, they're two topics that age the least gracefully. Right. Because you're almost certainly not going to be straight edge in pretty short order. Right. And you're almost certainly not going to even be involved in this scene or community or whatever you want to call it in uh, short order as well. Yeah. I mean, so they don't age gracefully. And they're always the corniest topics, but it seems to me that this style of hardcore, mm-hmm. I, I know I always say that this is the fucking kiddie pool. Sure. And they're the ones that are always singing about shit like this. Right. They're the ones that have the hooded mosher. They're not, but see, you're they're the ones, no. they're the ones fronting with guns and no, acting no, like no, straight no, edge no. is tough no. and <laughs> acting like, acting like they need to be fucking criminals and they need to fucking, you know, straight edge is like, Oh, look at, look at how bad I am. Cause I, I am, I'm straight edge. I, I am not a drug consumer and I am a fucking badass. and don't step to me cause my homies will come for you. <laughs> now, see, I agree with all that, except your, your association with the hooded mosher to this kind of stuff exclusively is disrespectful to the legacy of the hooded mosher. It's a much more versatile figure. It's often employed by people who do not uh, adhere to this sort of thinking and this particular presentation of hardcore. And I refuse to let the name of the hooded mosher be sullied in such a way. The hooded mosher is the fucking used beach towel at the kiddie pool uh, of hardcore. <laughs> the hooded, mo- hooded, mo- hooded mosher, mosher, mosher is a, a paragon. Of oh. hardcore imagery that cannot be undermined or made light of 
by a person of your stature. The hooded mosher is the little fucking flip-flops that get piss water on them in the shower at the kiddie pool when the kids rinse off before they get back in the pool. The hooded mosher will outlive all of us. Let us roll the die and see what's up next. Five. Okay, we're just going right down the line. We had seven, six, and now five. Right. So five is Poltergeist with an accumulation of anguish. The band camp is poltergeistband.bandcamp.com. This is a blackened death metal band from... Well, Cajun death metal Yeah, that's right. It's Cajun. Blackened death metal from Washington, D.C. As we said, I believe in the last episode or the episode before, blackened is about our least favorite descriptor that can be applied to various forms of punk, hardcore, and metal. The only one that's... And I've seen it a handful of times is deathened. Deathened is really fucking funny, though, right. dude. That's Deathened. a made-up fucking word. <laughs> yeah, right. Deathened is really fucking funny. Right. Deathened punk. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Dude, it's so good. Um, now, like, I can't... Like, nobody, nobody would have... So, so plenty of people have the fucking nerve mm-hmm. to use blackened to describe themselves. Right. I can't believe that anybody would coin the term and use the term deathened <laughs> to describe themselves. In in earnest. Right. That That's like, that's like a fucking music reviewers fucking term sure that's yeah. a music journalist term right that is trying to describe something yes and in case we haven't reminded you uh recently enough music general uh, music journalists are not real people they belong in re-education camps they write about music in ways that have nothing to do with the actual music because they are looking for a hook that they can sell to their editor so that editor can sell an article to you with a clickbait topic so that there's some sort of uh, fucking human interest story in the record. That's not what music is about. It's not what it should be about. And uh, music journalists are ghouls. I tell you what. I don't know what to know what to think about this band. I kind of want to like it just based on the pretension alone. Mm-hmm. Um, the names of the songs: Camilla or The Portrait Falls. Track two: Lamia or The Daughter of Cold Harbor. Yeah. Track three. Ostera or the Rite of Spring. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like um, I like the pseudonyms: mm-hmm. Sarthal, Sepulcher, Yave, Rust, and BD. I think they, they thank people according to their initials. Yeah. Um, so you know they thank Alfred Lord Tennyson <laughs> <laughs> and Mary Shelley and Carl Jung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, dude, so, this is pretentious. As I do, shit. I do like the pretension here. Oh um, yeah, it's really fucking good. Prob- probably, I mean, I hopefully I like it in the way they want me to like it. Yeah, I hope so for sure. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not so fucking, I'm not so fucking confident of that. Well, I, I, yo, sorry about that. My computer overloaded briefly. It does experience occasional system overloads if I try to click on something while recording because this computer is from like 2011 and it's on its last leg, which is why we're trying to give that Patreon money. So I can get a new computer, so it doesn't do that anymore. But uh, so this was sent in by my friend Nick. Um, Nick sent this in on behalf of the one of the members of the band. The band member suggested Lupercalia, which is the last song on here. Okay, well Daniel seven seven three 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 says that's his favorite track as well. All right, sick. Yeah, like I like I was saying though, I don't expect that. I, this to me does not seem like a joke. It seems very much in earnest. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, the whole thing, an accumulation of anguish. Right. You know? Yeah. Like just, 
wave upon wave of anguish, you know. (laughs) And then your dog gets hit by a car, like, no! (laughs) And then, then, like, you know, your your dad gets home and he's uh, lost his job, and you're like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of it like some real droopy dog black metal. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'm just so gripped with anguish. I just can't stand it anymore. I worship Satan. I've never gotten anything but anguish from it. (laughs) Nick said, uh, when he sent this to me, he said, be gentle. And I said, oh, my man, that's not how this fucking show works. No, it's not how it works. That's not how this show works. Listen, if you're going to fucking, if you're going to rock a a fucking pseudonym, Mm -hmm. like Sarthal or Sepulchre, Mm -hmm. And you're going to have an album titled An Accumulation of Anguish with song titles such as In the Court of the Star Chamber. Right. Right? Uh, you better be a, you better be willing to just fucking nut up with whatever comes your way. Steal yourself for criticism, my friend, because you are inviting it. Now, that said, I do like lots of fucking hokey. Oh, absolutely. Pretentious shit. Big time. I, I very well may fucking love this. Who's, who's to say? But this sort of shit deserves to be poked fun at and brought down a notch because we cannot let adults take themselves as seriously yeah. as the people making this may take themselves. Right. And and if and if evil is that fragile, uh-huh. it deserves to lose. Right, exactly. If evil is that fragile, then I welcome our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn, that's about the only time I think I'll ever hear you say that. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's listen to Lupercalia by Poltergeist off of their record, An Accumulation of Anguish. <laughs> I'm 
All right, we just heard the song Lupercalia by Poltergeist off of their record An Accumulation of Anguish. So there were a lot of things in there that I like. Mm-hmm. I do like the—I I actually kind of like the pretentious, like, quote-unquote, high art take. Sure. On, you know, like with the lyrics, obviously Homeboy's a reader. Yeah, of course. The lyrics are pretty good. Yeah. Felt like you were trying to cram way too much into the song, back yeah, off. For sure. For my production, for my for my taste, I would have liked a raw production, but that's because I like a raw production. This was clearly, this was clearly not black and death metal. Not at all. There was no death metal in this whatsoever. This was just black metal. It was straight black and, metal. And and I wouldn't even say like first wave black metal. I'm thinking like mid '90s black metal. One hundred percent. This yes. is this is this is Dark Throne with early Emperor and early Dimmu Borgir. Right, yeah. Right. 100%. There was no there was no death metal in this at all. There was not even any like like as you mentioned it's not black and roll. Right. This was straight up Scandinavian black metal. Right. And and like, you know, this was yeah, this was like second wave stuff. Yeah. And that's fine. There's plenty of stuff like that that I really like. Sure. Um, but uh, on the whole, mm-hmm. This just didn't quite scratch the itch for me. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Vocals should have been buried in it. Yeah. I would have liked a much more raw production with just a bit more of like a, um, I guess, like an impenetrable din sure. to all of it with, with notes yeah. just peeking up above it and the vocals. Like, if you listen to, um, I don't know, like Anthem's The Walk in the Dusk, mm-hmm. right? Fucking undeniable fucking record. Right. Right. Izan's vocals are fucking buried in that shit. Like, right. he's shouting in the middle of a goddamn storm. Right. You know what I mean? And you can barely hear him. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Now, this clearly... I, I I assume these guys clearly know what that album is. Yes. Because it sounds like they're taking heavy influence from that wave of black metal. Totally. Um, and uh, it was just the vocals were way too much, too upfront, and that's fine. I mean, you know, you get... There, we've discussed before. There's reasons why, you know, bands can't get the uh, sound that they want. Maybe they can't afford it, or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It just doesn't work out the way it does. Happen sure. to us all the time. Yeah, right. It's fine. But for my taste, I would have liked something a bit more raw, a bit more dense. And this is a good example where less is more. Yeah. Right. Transylvanian hunger. I mean, there's like fucking forty words in the whole song. Right. That he just says over and over and over again for eight goddamn minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not saying you need to do Transylvania Hunger or any band needs to do Transylvania Hunger, but this felt too crowded and rushed. Yeah, I agree with that. Musically, I loved this. I thought it was fucking awesome. It was really well executed. I agree. I like to hear a tape hiss over this kind of stuff. I like it to have the vibe that it was recorded in somebody's basement. This was a little bit clean for what it was, but not so much that it was alienating to me. I thought the production was still pretty solid on it. The vocals could definitely serve to have been buried, especially with as crowded as the fucking vocal phrasing was. Having that just sort of on top of all the music really detracted from the riffs that were going on. I thought there were some really good fucking riffs in this. It was fast. It was a little bit faster than a lot of that second wave black metal stuff is. I thought it was, you mentioned Dark Throne when we were listening to it. I was like, Dark Throne turned up a little bit, you know, the volume and the speed and the intensity turned up just a hair, a little bit less uh, lethargic than a lot of Dark Throne stuff is. I thought it was really fucking good, but yeah, homie, you need to publish a chat book or something and get all of your anguish out on the page there. Right. Because... My man, you are bringing the band down a notch with that much, trying to pile that much shit into a song. I mean, it's a dope concept for a song. Sure. Right? 
uh, but it could be distilled further. Right, for sure. And all, I mean, all those words were not necessary. And I mean, it, you thanked Tennyson in the in your in your little thank you section. Okay, noted. You know what I'm saying? As as Nate mentioned, you're clearly a reader. You're clearly a writer. Uh, a formidable mind, which I give you nothing but praise for. That's awesome. I'm glad to see that you're challenging yourself and that you're interested in literature. But let her, let's let's make a little bit clearer a, a delineation between your literary attempts and your musical attempts here, because uh, at this juncture, from what I have observed, the two worlds are not melding with the uh, degree of grace that they could. Yeah, a little brevity. Yep. You know, and let the music shine through. A that's bit what I'm more. saying. I mean, because there's there's good concepts in that in that song. And, For sure. You know, like I said, that's taking from where black metal the bands that sort of took black metal from its like you know when you listen to Transylvania Hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know those early any of those any of those early black and black metal records yeah they're in, they're intentionally off-putting sure as in, they should you know be. as they should be they're right. intentionally I you know I've said like Burzum is boring that's because he wanted to be fucking boring sure you know what I mean it's intentional to be off-putting right whether or not Varg said hey I know I'm gonna make a boring record I doubt uh, he certainly did <laughs> but um, you know like his goal was not to make something that rested on the ear and made you want to hear it. Right. Right? Yes. But a lot of those later black metal bands when they came around, I mean, Emperor even says like, which is really funny, Emperor Emperor plays black metal art exclusively. Mm-hmm. Right? Where they, they tried to actually write this symphonic sort of aspect into the song. Sure. And they were trying to make it grander than its origins. Right. And that's what this band is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was just too fucking busy and crowded. Yeah. Um, like lyrically and in the production wise like I said would have been a lot better if, if things had been a bit noisier and that and the vocals would have been buried more I agree that said though somebody doing this take on black metal is pretty refreshing there's not a lot of bands that I'm aware of that are doing black metal that is so clearly indebted to that wave of Scandi black metal so I mean on that tip I'm very pleased with this shit I think it was really cool like I said the music was great I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of this release and see if it's up my alley because what I heard I liked a lot. And you know what you just said about early black metal being intentionally obtuse and inaccessible brings up an interesting point. I guess this is my point of order for the day. And it's not really a point of order. It's more of just sort of like an incomplete thought and a prompt for other people to maybe think about this because I shared this thought on the internet recently and the internet is not the best place specifically social media is not the best place to share nuanced thoughts because you got a character limit you got a bunch of strangers that want to be mad at anything that you say i would say it's the worst place it's it is probably the worst place. it's like yes. storing it's like storing your food in a bucket of dog shit <laughs> right right yes that's the worst place to store your food <laughs> right and the internet social media specifically is the worst place to share nuanced ideas it's the worst place to share almost anything right so the idea that i shared was people getting into black metal and expecting it to not be challenging whether that's in its ethos or its approach or anything of that nature is very strange. It's a strange phenomenon to right. observe. Right. And there is a wave of people right now that are trying to make black metal woke. And I think it's an absurd it's an absurd attempt to undertake. And this is what I mean by that. 
Not that it's absurd that there are people with more progressive ideas that are getting into the aesthetic and the sound of black metal and making music that draws from those influences and forging out a a scene and a space for themselves. I think that's fucking cool. Yeah. And that's awesome. What is very strange to me, though, is when those same people then apply their standards of behavior and thought onto veterans of the scene and say, hey, this dude from Take, whatever. Right. His nuts fell out on stage. Right. Or this dude, you know, uh, 10 years ago, (laughs) this dude 10 years ago came out with a Swazi painted on his chest or whatever, Right. right? Why are you shocked by black metal dudes doing black metal things? Right, right. right. It, it would be it would be like a bunch of fucking, you know, it would be like a bunch of fucking Nazis and white nationalists mm-hmm. deciding to make jazz akin to like Mingus. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and being like, you know, ah, Mingus just wanted to like you know promote uh, the black agenda. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Like, what are you talking about? Right. You know what I mean? It's 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 absurd. Yes. And that's not to say that black metal is inherently racist. No, it's but not. Black metal is inherently nihilistic. Right. And the thing about it is that, as I said, there's nothing wrong with carving out your own spaces and even clowning those fucking people and telling them to suck your dick. Yeah. That's totally fucking fine. And I'm right. all for that. But... To have some standard going into the entire thing that you intend to impose upon these people or then making some sort of half-hearted attempt to cancel them on the internet, it's very strange. It's, of all the things to choose, black metal is a weird one, man, because it's built upon being obtuse and inaccessible and challenging and fucking evil that's the basis of the fucking genre and if you want to do something different with that that's totally fine but you cannot expect these maladjusted lunatics who have been doing it for 30 years to adhere to your incredibly narrow standards of behavior even if i agree with most of the standards of behavior that you're setting forth i fucking hate nazis i think they're goopers and idiots but like it's like going into a relationship with somebody that you like nothing about except for how they look. And then once you are dating them, demand that they adhere to your fucking expectations yeah. for a partner, even though you knew going in, the only thing you liked about them was that they were hot. Yeah. It's a weird thing to do. It's strange. It's not the type of behavior that well-adjusted adults take part in, frankly. Well, that's why it's just children doing it. Whether right. or not they realize it, it's just children sure. doing it. It's it's children on the internet doing it. Sure. Because nobody who's an actual person in the real world... Right. Is like that, oh, and of if they not. are, right. you don't you don't hang around. You do not hang around them, right? No. You don't hang around. No, there's like a particular group of, of, of kids that I see, and I I fucking won't name drop on here because they seem like perfectly nice fucking people, and I'm not trying to put them on blast or anything. But I'm friends with them on social media. I see them constantly talking about you know fucking wiping the floor with fucking Nazis and all this shit, and they're gonna fucking get all the Nazis out of black metal, yo. I assure you, you're not. It has long been a bastion for weirdos and fucking far-right lunatics and fringy types. And frankly, let them have a fucking space. Yeah. You know why? Because the more they can have their own cloistered-off fucking weirdo space to exist in, the less they're going to try to exist in our spaces. That's fucking cool. Like, if a bunch of Nazis move out into the fucking woods, let them go. Don't pursue them. Don't try to get them in some weird entrapment case. You know what I'm saying? Just let them go be weird alone. The only thing that you're going to do is fucking stir up more controversy, more fucking bullshit, more metal injection articles that are going to weaponize your opinions 
against you because you're going to fucking rile up these people that if you just left them alone and let them cut themselves on stage and be a bunch of fucking whiny weirdos, they won't fucking bother anybody, frankly. Yeah, let them do whatever they want. They're not rat... I, I assure you, somebody fucking screaming over... It's not radicalizing anybody. No. It isn't. I promise you. Anybody who is radicalized, who's into that movement, is because they're weak-minded fucking weirdos right, anyway. Right, And that sort of radicalization is like a prion disease of its own because right. it just eats itself from fucking within. Exactly. It only draws in the weakest minds, man. 100%. And not only that, but black metal is at at its best. Mm-hmm. Black metal should be chaotic neutral. Right. You know what I mean? I agree. Amoral. Sure. Right? At its best. Yes. And if you're going to wade into those waters, you need to have a thicker fucking skin. I agree. And right? that's and that's basically my point, which is like, yo, occupy those spaces. If you come up against Nazis and they're fucking and they're bugging you, knock them out. I don't fucking give a shit. Cool. But don't turn it into some sort of weird ethos where you're going to take black metal back. You're not. It was never actually no. for you. I'm glad that you discovered it. I'm glad that you're doing your own thing with it. But I promise you, you're not going to oust the fucking weird country bumpkin white weirdos that have been occupying those spaces forever. So the best thing that you can do is carve out your own space and, and just let them do their fucking thing. And honestly, the, the flip side of that is if anybody is actually getting like who's in the black metal is getting riled up with a bunch of fucking upstarts that want to like, you know, make make black metal a, more socially conscious mm-hmm. you're fucking weak as yeah well. you're a weak bitch too you know yeah, what i mean course. like yeah. listen you can yell at them all they want if they're fucking real they don't give a fuck yeah exactly they truly don't give a fuck right right yeah well that's the that's the inverse side of this coin right it's like most of the people participating in that are fucking weak bitches too right my only thing is like don't go into a scene, a community, something that's got a well-established lore and history of being fucking combative and sketchy and then go, I can't believe they're doing this. Right, and honestly, you wouldn't fucking like it if it wasn't combative and sketchy. <laughs> right, exactly. Real, whether you realize it or not, right. it would not be with, it would not be part of your like personal aesthetic zeitgeist right. if it wasn't fucking weird and sketchy in the first place. Right. And that was, that's the attraction. That was kind of my point what you were saying with like black metal being obtuse and inaccessible from jump. I have really strange feelings about that because like I am an avowed leftist politically. I have been for my entire fucking life. I don't like the ugly ideas that are espoused within black metal, but I do find their presentation within the form to be particularly fascinating. I think it's interesting that there is a genre that was built upon nothing but unbridled fucking hatred, even irrational hatred. I think that's a fascinating phenomenon. It's not one that I want to surround myself with socially, but as far as exploring art that then explores those ideas, I do think that's interesting. And I do, at least in part, feel like that is a critical part of black metal is that it is off-putting in ways that aren't just aesthetic, but off-putting in like genuine ways that explore like the darkest recesses of the human psyche. I think that's part and parcel of the genre. And without it, you just have another fucking thing. And and also let's not overstate the, um, let, let's not overstate the, the minds that like sort of laid the the groundwork, right? I yeah, mean, they're simple idiots. Like they were simple idiots. Sure. And they, when, 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 you know, argue about, you can argue about the origins of black metal. I will say that it began in fucking Scandinavia with a bunch of disaffected fucking bored teenagers right. that, uh, you know, basically were taking their cues from 25 to 35 year old men playing thrash music and, mm-hmm. and talking about Satan 10 years prior. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
so let's not let's not act as though you know there's some there's some grand mind behind right. all of this of that not. is is laying forth this deep philosophy. It, it, it's 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 nascent origins were as juvenile and stupid as you know fucking straight edge and hardcore is. Right, of course. But the reason that you like it is because of the weirdness of it. Right. And because of its unapproachability. Right. It's as fucking dumb as notions like Christian death metal and Christian black metal, which I've heard called white metal before. Right, yes. Right? That's that. That's not a real thing. And not only that, but it's disingenuous. The only reason that any sort of Christian copy of a fucking popular form of music exists is in a is to proselytize. Sure, of course. That's it. That's the only and reason. And the only reason that you would want to change, you know, get in there and somehow like brighten up the mood of black metal and make it more socially aware is to proselytize. Right. It is fucking false. Yes. I agree with that. I agree with that entirely. And like I said, I have mixed feelings about it because I'm all about fucking making Nazis uneasy. I hate Nazis. I can't can't overstate that fucking point. Most people do. Most people fucking do. Despite what you hear on the internet. Right. Most, most people do. Most people do. Right. But I don't know, man. When it comes to black metal, I'm not saying that that should be a space that belongs to them. But I am saying if you find out that... Uh, one of the members of your favorite band is in a sketchy fucking harsh noise power electronics project with some fucking Nazi from Finland. Don't be shocked. Don't post about it on the internet. Go about your day. Be a well-adjusted fucking adult. Talk to your therapist about it. I don't know. Get a bite to eat. Don't buy this stuff. There you go. But if you like it, don't feel bad about it. Yeah. It's just fucking music, man. I promise you when you're on your deathbed, these thoughts are not going to pl- fucking plague your mind. And you're certainly not going to be patting yourself on the back for the number of times that you post on the internet about some fucking weird wing nuts politics and how you protested their show. Nobody cares. You're not going to fucking care. Grow up. Black metal should be unapproachable. It is what it is. The only thing you should be thinking on your deathbed is, why haven't more people come to see me? Yeah, and why didn't I fuck more? Why where's, was I posting so much on the internet? Where's my wife and family? Oh, that's right. They left me and or are dead and I'm alone. <laughs> on that note, I think we got like two messages this week. Let's we, listen okay. to those okay. and then uh, and then we'll be out. So let's uh, let's see what we got first. Hey, this is Shane from Tortured Skull and Anthropophagus. I just wanted to say that the guy that calls in all the time who doesn't listen to the podcast is really fucking annoying. Okay. All right. So Shane from Tortured Skull and Anthropophagus does not like our guy who calls in just about the... Our mystery caller that has not listened to the show yet. Right. Thinks he's really annoying. He's really annoying. Uh, mystery guy, mm-hmm. your turn. <laughs> yeah, Ball's your, in your court. That's right. It's your move. Let's see if you've listened and heard this. Yeah, indeed. Um, on that note, let's listen to what uh, we got up next. Yo, what's up, it's your boy Roswick? Uh, you know, I think it'd be a great opportunity just to let non-Patreon listeners to hear what kind of content they're getting from the Patreon. Um, yeah, let us know, please. Okay. Yo, what's up, Roswick? Um, so that's actually a thing that is on the agenda. It should be up at the same time that this is up. I've just been fucking busy as shit, booking shows and playing shows and doing a bunch of fucking shit. Uh, so I haven't gotten it up yet, but there should be a free Patreon episode that's come. You, you should be able to hear that at the same time that you're hearing this. So your wish has been granted. Congrats. You spoke that into existence. And I will say that I don't possess a computer to do it because even though I work two jobs and do things, I could certainly get to it. 
this motherfucker. You, you, you do not know. You do not know the intensity with which it requires. The intensity that it demands this editing process. Okay. It's very intense. Okay. Especially when I have to edit out. The last episode that I did, mm-hmm. I counted. Mm-hmm. I think it was something like 21 Ms yeah. of yours that I had to edit out. Oh, 21. 21. Holy cow. Yeah. Do you know the time that that takes? Wow. A lot of time. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Do you know what I did the other week? <laughs> I ran a chainsaw for three days uh-huh. for, I don't know, eight or nine hours a day, cutting uh-huh. down trees, clearing out brush. Yeah. Uh, I DM'd games and prepped for it. I had time to go see my family. Uh, I, had, I got lots of things done. And the new semester started. So uh, I am now working basically from 7 until 10 p.m. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Wow. A real Ubermensch. I am an Uberman. Wow. My physicality projects an image of power. My brain <laughs> radiates a aura of immense intelligence and capacity. <laughs> okay, let's see what we got. What we got next? We got one more message this week. Hey guys, uh, this is Meyer. Um, I'm calling in response to when you were talking. I think it was last episode about. Uh, genres of music that are kind of based entirely on ripping off one band and you talked about D-beat and Discharge and you were like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if there's any other genre of music that's based entirely off of ripping off one band. And uh, I think if you would have thought about it for a second, you would have remembered that Youth Crew exists, which is entirely a ripoff of Youth of Today. And also, I don't know if you're willing to give this the credence of being a legitimate genre, but Ramon's core is or at least at one point was a thing uh, with Screeching Weasel and Lillingtons and the Queers. I think all three of those bands put out full Ramones cover records at one point in time. Anyway, uh, keep on jamming that racist oi shit. It's cool. Um, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. So he has a point. Yeah, he has a very and, good point. And I was actually thinking about this because um, I was thinking, I was just sort of recalling that conversation. And he has a point. I didn't think about um, Youth Crew, mm-hmm. but he's right. Yeah. I thought um, horror punk. Right. I mean, horror punk would not exist without the Misfits. Sure. Obviously, right? right. Um, it's that is, that is a genre that, you know, we have friends that play in horror punk bands, and I like it to the extent that I like horror punk bands other than the Misfits, to the extent that I know and like the people in the band. <laughs> right. Yeah, if I don't know I you say. and don't like you, I don't like your horror punk band. Right. I don't want to hear it. Sure. I don't want to hear it at all. Quit it. Right. Right? Yes. Now, Youth Crew, I have a little more love for. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm not... We, we've aped on it, and, and, and you know, and, and I, I've made fun of it plenty of times sure. on the show. I'm not apt to pick up a new Youth Crew record. Right. But that doesn't mean that other bands that have done it, especially when I was younger, don't speak to me. Sure, you right? got you got a, you got a sportswear LP in your collection, right? Um, and uh, and like of the um, sort of like cores, right? That mm-hmm. they go on one band. Meyer brings up Ramones core. He's right, and I, I think actually aside from D beat, that might be the most palatable to me. Yeah, not not straight up like stupid fucking sleazy, you know, fucking pop punk Ramones core, but like. Screeching Weasel's fine. Sure. Right? Um, 
Uh, there's plenty of stuff in that genre which I'm much more liable to like listen to, right? Um, because I think the Ramones touch in a much more t- a much more timeless sound, yeah, of course, than any of those other bands. Yeah, I think we've said it on this show before. I actually I'm positive that we have, but the Ramones are a fucking perfect band. If you don't like the Ramones, you got brain worms, right? I mean, it's just right. what the fuck is there not to like? You're about the just Ramones? a contrarian. You're you you're, you're just a contrarian, yes. or you're just too young to actually think it's cool, right? Right, sure. because everybody's first punk band is the fucking Ramones and, and you you want to be closer to the edge and even if you're fucking caveman brain even if you're a complete moron the Ramones are complete moron music right it's for you too right you might think I like slam riffs and caveman shit that's cool the Ramones are caveman music I assure you it doesn't get much simpler than that no they, it, those are those are caveman lyrics they got songs about just sitting around and huffing glue right with simple ass fucking riffs that and are infinitely hummable they literally have the word cretin in like 80% of their songs and when <laughs> well, they and when they say the word cretin they have it at least one song they have a few um, but the, when they say the word Cretan, they're talking about themselves. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. They were, they, they lovingly refer themselves as fucking, you know, Cretans and, and, and freaks and stuff like that. Right. But none of those genres are named after the band. Well, Ramones core, but that's like barely a genre. You know, it's not DB, you right. know, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. you say Ramones core, you still have to back up a little bit and explain it. Sure. Right, D beat is its own thing. Right, so I think D beat is still the most established of the single lane sort of genres. Right, but um, yeah, he's right. And, and like like I said, horror punk and and youth crew and Ramones Ramones core. Yeah, um, which I would just call most pop punk. Sure, you know, is uh, pretty much derived from one band. I agree. I agree with that. As always, uh, Meyer makes a. A salient point there. Yeah. Myers typically makes a good point. So, yeah. That's the other thing, too, is that this show, make no mistake, is us talking out our ass. That's what podcasts oh, sure. without fucking, like, episode notes are, right? It's not like we sit down and concoct a series of points that we'd like to make that are well thought out. Nope. No, I just say the shit that comes to my mind. I might listen to the episode when I'm li- and when I'm editing it and say... Boy, I was I, dumb. I was fucking. I was off one on that shit. I don't. I don't really agree with that point. I I am literally devising what I am going to say about a band as we are listening to yeah, it. 100%. And sometimes when it's like a minute long song, I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to say about this band. Right. You know what I mean? What can I say about this fucking band? Sure. And then it comes in, and I'm like, that was fine. Right. That's all I got to say. Yeah, exactly. Because literally, my brain farted. And I could not. I couldn't think of anything better to say about the band. Right. So anything that we say on this show, we may or may not stand by ten minutes later. Who fucking knows? Who cares? Guess what? Nobody. No right. one fucking cares. Right. I mean, yeah. And and, and yeah. But, I mean, it's, yeah. We don't. We don't really have a, a an intention when we come in. But that's also why I appreciate a correction like this. You know, sometimes people have been like, "Hey, I don't know." You know. I know, I'm not trying to be a pretentious dick, but I had a correction on this. You know, send corrections. We're literally just talking out of our ass. And, like, as much as we come off, like, uh, hardcore historians here, there are all sorts of shit that we get wrong. You know what I mean? We speak with authority just because that's how we communicate. But we're wrong all the fucking time, and we're happy to be proven so. If- I, I am a hardcore historian insofar as I've listened to the music for decades, and I have lots and lots of records, and I've gone to lots and lots of right. shows. exactly. I do not actually read up on the lore of it. Sure. I am not interested in reading up on the lore of it. I am interested in reading up on the lore of it, so I know more in that regard. I have a lot of the books, and I've skimmed them, but some of them are so poorly fucking written, I'm That's not going to sit down and read the whole thing. That's true. Um, and... I'm just not 
interested in virtually anything to that extent. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, natural history. Sure. Right? That's that's what I'm interested in to that extent, and that occupies far too much of my brain to be worried about who said what to who right. at what show in 1987. Fair enough. So if you're looking for that sort of information in Laura, come to me because I got you. Um, let's go ahead and read out the uh, new Patreon donors real quick because we've got a couple, I believe. Oh, one more thing, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last episode, the message from Jeff. Uh-huh. That we said, I have no idea what that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was because it was like a copy of a copy of a copy. Mm-hmm. It was some old recordings. It was pretty funny actually hearing it because I remember doing that. It was some old recordings just goofing around in the studio, which I'm stoked that Jeff still has those old recordings because it's always fun to go back and listen to like just what open mics were fucking recording as we're, right. you know, in between songs or something like that For in sure. the studio. Yeah, definitely. So uh, let's read off. We got a couple new Patreon donors, I think. What the fuck is today's date? The 18th. So, yeah, these are new. So we've got uh, Vladimir Nikovsky at the $5 tier. Thank you. Um, we have also got, let's see, uh, Hugh F. Dalton III. Now, that is a very accomplished name. Yeah, that is. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's the kind of name you're going places with. That, that's right. Which So thank you for the $5 donation Hugh F. Dalton the third but it seems to me like you were born into a little bit a little bit of money with a name like that or at the very least your parents were trying to put you in a position where you would eventually inherit a position of power somehow um so maybe up the donation a little bit I ain't gonna beg for nothing Hugh you give whatever you feel um and I hope uh when the, your parents kick it, you get all the you get all the wealth they've accumulated. Because I'm sure that Hugh F. Dalton the second, the third, the second, his oh, dad, yeah, okay, has uh, quite a bankroll. <laughs> you would fucking think so. Uh, and then last, we have got Zach Weston, also at the five dollar tier. Thank you, Zach. Hugh, I was just fucking with you. Five dollars is more than enough, and we very much appreciate it. On that note, if you want to donate to the Patreon and be like the wonderful individuals that we just shouted out, you can head over to patreon.com slash podcast, donating at the $5 tier and up. We'll get you exclusive bonus content, episodes where we talk about still punk hardcore metal and all that shit. We just do it in a little bit different way. We'll go through our records, uh, talk about records that are in our personal stacks. We'll go through other releases that we enjoy that we don't listen to on the podcast, all sorts of stuff. If you want to send us some music, go ahead and submit at demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to call and talk some shit or have some questions or corrections or anything of that nature, go ahead and call us at 260-222-8341. And if you listen and you subscribe on iTunes, go ahead and uh, drop us a rating and a review. It helps us out in some way that I'm not really sure how. I don't know. I think maybe it means more people see the podcast in the charts. I really don't know. I'm kind of technologically challenged, and I don't care that much. However... It's gotten to the point where, you know, we're bringing in a little bit of money on the podcast. We're able to dump it back into the podcast, get better gear and stuff like that. So I figure we might as well take it at least semi-seriously. And I've been told that that helps us out. So, you know, do us a favor if you got a few seconds. There has to be some way that it matters. Right. Um, that's that's my philosophy there, about there life has, in general. There has to be some way that it matters. <laughs> right. And uh, it's probably buried deep within the algorithm of Tim Cook's mind. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever. If if uh, plus you got to you got to overcome the uh, hordes of one star reviews we get from butthurt butthurt bands that uh, you know just uh, 
felt slighted by what we had to say. Yeah, stop starting beatdown bands, pussies. I don't know what to tell you. Right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>